Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello there. General Kenobi. Kenobi. Kenobi! Hello there. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to the Banzer booth. Uh, if you've been following along the past four weeks, we've been watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is streaming on Disney+. Plus. But this is our last show as Obi-Wan Kenobi has aired its finale. It's all come to an end. And was it a happy landing? Well, we're going to get into that in this episode. Joining me once again is the lovable Brian Green. How's it going, buddy? Going fantastic. It's a beautiful day, and I'm excited to do another episode with you. And the last one, unfortunately, for the Obi-Wan series, I should say. Yeah, our final Obi-Wan Kenobi series episode, which hopefully there's more to come after this. But we'll we'll get to that at the end of today's show. We'll get to that at the end if we want to discuss or let anybody know what the plan is. Yes. Um, But with the with the episode, my man, just uh. Right off the bat, we're in Obi-Wan Kenobi, we're with Leia, we're with all the people that escaped Jabim last week, and they're now being chased by a Star Destroyer. Uh, Darth Vader wants to take them down, but Kenobi is more important than finding the path. Um, what did you think of this episode, and, and how intense? Like, I, I thought it was really intense. Oh, definitely a, an intense, intense episode. By the way, like the opening uh, episode felt like a little bit of a throwback to New Hope mm-hmm. when they were chasing the ship of the Star Destroyer. Kind of kind of nice little, I don't know if you want to call it Easter egg or not, but it's definitely a nice little throwback to that. Had to be intentional. I, I'm with you. Yeah, definitely. But at all, like the final episode, the final like fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and that was amazing. In my opinion. It's kind of crazy. So we'll just get right into that big moment yeah. of the episode, which is, of course, what the entire series was based around. The yeah. rematch of the century, as they kept calling it. Rematch yeah. of the galaxy, rematch of the century. Like, this, is, this was their main marketing technique. So you knew that when this had to happen, when this rematch happened, it had to deliver. I fucking think it delivered. I think it delivered in fucking spades. Like, this was... 100%. If you're going to hype up a whole limited series for a couple of years and keep hyping up the fact that it's Darth Vader's versus Obi-Wan Kenobi again, it's going to be like Godzilla versus Kong. We're expecting a insane fight between two titans and these mm-hmm. are two Star Wars legends. So does it top the Revenge of the Sith fight? I'm, I'm on the fence because I think it was a great fight, but I still think Revenge of the Sith still holds the best lightsaber battle. I mean, it's so insanely highly choreographed but these were two two jedi knights that were you know at the same level well not maybe not the same level one was still stronger than anakin at the time but mm. 
yeah. these were two uh, that could anticipate the next move from the other person. Yeah. I, I still think Revenge of the Sith was is still the better fight, but I have to say, agree, like this is probably going in my opinion, this goes into like one of the best fights they've had in Star Wars cinema so far, in current content, I should yeah. say. But like you there was a lot again, I, it's it's amazing how they show emotion this fight in a sense right like they've done it in this whole series how emotional these fights really are between the two of them mm -hmm. where it's just like verbally or even like it said just like the con like the actual physical fighting you can just feel the emotion between the two of them how they just handle one another basically it was is, a big thing with this show the the history yeah. between the two of them the guilt the trauma the anger the hate all these things that were factoring into both characters, um, obviously the guilt and the trauma more so with Obi-Wan, mm -hmm. but the hate, the revenge, the anger that Darth Vader was harboring. Like there was so much palpable history. If you had never watched the prequels, which would have been a really weird thing if you had not watched them and then you yeah. watched Obi-Wan Kenobi. But even if you hadn't, I think you would still understand that there was bad blood. The history that was between these two Leading mm -hmm. up to that final fight, like you just felt every ounce. The this, the camera was oozing with with this feeling that these guys were gonna. It's amazing that these two people we know make it to a new hope. There's like you're going into this episode knowing that Obi Wan's not gonna die, Darth Vader's not gonna die, but yet the stakes still felt real in their fight. Like something yes. could still happen. And of course, I mean, Obi Wan re like recapturing his regaining his strength in a way using the visions of the twins to motivate him to yeah. survive and then come back and hurl a bunch of rocks at Darth Vader and then <laughs> cut his mask in half. It was a, an utterly unbelievable fight. Yeah. I, uh, I think he, that moment when he used the force is probably the most powerful he has been. Obi Wan, oh, I should say. Yep. Like he he knew like he was knowledgeable before, but I think that's like his most powerful moment because, like you say, he used those visions to his advantage. The reason why he's here, why he's fighting to protect the kids, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. From the from the Empire and Darth Vader. But it's funny because you were talking we we're talking about like how like their how emotional their fights are. I watched this interesting video how like. I'll explain as best as I can. How like it so. wasn't, yeah. When Darth Vader wasn't was fighting, the guy kind of explained it like it wasn't really Darth Vader who was fighting. It was more or less Anakin who was fighting. Because mm -hmm. Darth Vader is more of a composed fighter. He's more strategic as to how he tackles his enemies. But in this fight, it was more or less just Anakin's rage. It was him basically fighting. Obi-Wan, not Darth Vader. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. Anakin was because 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 his personal feelings were being let out. Exactly. It was Obi-Wan, so it was personal. So this wasn't calm, composed Darth Vader that was just gonna fuck your shit up. This yeah. was rageful Anakin. I completely understand what you mean. This yeah. was somebody who was letting his emotions get the better of him, and that's obviously exactly. a hallmark of Anakin Skywalker. That's basically what the Emperor says too in the episodes. Like you let your emotions basically get in the way mm -hmm. like is yeah. this you know are you still basically 
who you are, right? Are you still Darth Vader or is this Anakin that's, you know, there still? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I'm glad you brought up the Emperor because I did think that that was a, it, it was a cameo that I wasn't anticipating, but yet makes a lot of sense that it happened. I'm, of course, the Emperor, if there's a place for him to show up, he needs to show up. And of that, that scene, I mean, I think it's needed to end Darth Vader's story in this limited series. It's definitely yeah. needed. You need to have him give up on trying to find Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, this was him taking that. It feels like this is the final step of, like, this is my master now. Even though, fellow, we kind of already got that with Revenge of the Sith. We kind of get that again here. Yeah. Recuperated new mask. Now pledging yeah. allegiance yeah. to the Emperor again. But yeah. giving up. I'm, I don't care about Kenobi anymore. Yeah. At this point. Did you, by the way, feel sad? Like, when he... When Obi Wan does like slash his mask open, did you like feel sad for him when he was trying to reach out to Anakin, like the Anakin part of him? That was and, like probably my favorite scene in the episode. Um, yeah, you know, right out, right out. It's right after, yeah, right after the fight, and yeah. they get to just look at one another face to face. You know, that mask is of course still covering half of Anakin's face, but he still gets to use his real eyes, look yeah. at Obi Wan, and Obi Wan gets to see him see the yeah. man underneath the mask the man he used to know and that was such a yeah. good convert uh, such a good scene between the two of them and a great back and forth because obi-wan gets to you know come forward with his guilt and apologize he says i'm yeah. sorry I'm, I'm sorry anakin for all of it yeah and it's a great moment those emotions that are in his eyes dude i was an emotional wreck the entire episode that scene was just another scene that sent me over the edge and I, I was getting a little emotional about it too because I felt bad for realistically both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because like he like said, Obi-Wan's trying to come from place of like an apology and like accepting and he know he what he did was bad. But Anakin was still still had that rage in him for what has happened to him. You could see it in his face too. He's like, oh, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. When he said that sadistic moment, you just see it. You're just like, oh, like that's fucked, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's now all messed up emotionally too. I'd say. <laughs> oh yeah, that, his his brain's fucked. Like we're seeing the this is ba- that was that was basically just another step solidifying his place as Darth Vader. Anakin mm-hmm. Skywalker died in Revenge of the Sith. Darth yeah. Vader was born, and that's who I am now. And yeah. all that guilt that Obi-Wan carried about killing Anakin Skywalker, he got to let go of in that moment because he knows he didn't do that it. he's not the one that killed da- Anakin. Anakin. It was Darth Vader. Yeah. That was amazing, honestly. Just that final little moments between the two of them was really well done. Mm-hmm. And he goes, goodbye, uh, Darth. Little, uh, yeah, a little. Well, no, and and w- in A New Hope, the first thing he says, isn't one of the first thing he says is, hello, Darth. Yeah, doesn't basically. refer to him as Anakin anymore. That that's there because there is no Anakin. When he says "I'm no. sorry, Anakin," that's the last time he's going to say that name. Probably, yeah, definitely was the last time he will ever say it. Mm-hmm. Which is so, again sad. <laughs> what did you think? Moving past the Darth Vader fight, which was the highlight of the episode. Oh, well, actually, one more thing. I just remembered. What did you? This this one cool detail that I noticed because I rewatched the episode last night. I watched oh. it once. And then I watched it again before I went to bed and I noticed the color that they used. 
So when Anakin and Obi-Wan are initially talking, there's more of the blue hue on Obi and Anakin from Obi-Wan's lightsaber, obviously. Yeah. And then when Anakin says, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did, the color on Anakin's face changes from blue to just red. Yeah. Solidifying his face is evil. This is Darth Vader. There is no change. There's no going back. I think that was genius way of filming. It's a great way to use lighting. Yeah. Just to show, like, the blue, like you said, it shows, like, he's has you know he that sorry let me rephrase it it shows the conflict that he has yep in in that lighting which i get i thought was amazing amazing choice of doing that all right now we'll move forward i just wanted to get that out there i want to get to this next piece here the other part of the episode deals heavily with the cliffhanger from last week's episode where rava found out that that uncle owen on tatooine had a son luke and he was important to obi-wan kenobi so she knows who Owen is. So she, all she got to do is find his farm, track down this boy. And, uh, well, who knows what that plan was? It seems like she put two and two together and must have realized that Luke Skywalker was Anakin's boy. And she yeah. was going to get revenge on Anakin by killing his son. Piecing together, I think that's what her plan was. It seems yeah. that's what they were telling us um, without, without actually telling us. It seemed like it. I just didn't feel like it. Yeah, when, when, when she gets so, when, when it, it, if it all the whole time it felt like it was a bad plan, but it was such a good ending to her character. Like, I, I, I just, I wish that it was clearer in that moment what was going on. But yeah. I loved, like, that was the last two episodes have really done, have really showed off a, a lot of this, like, a lot of what they must have seen, the potential they saw in Moses Ingram to play Reva, because getting all that hate for those first two episodes yeah now that we've seen the whole story oh no she was great she was great the whole time and this episode just solidified it when she breaks down after she takes luke back to owen and Beru, and obi-wan mm-hmm. is there and she sort of breaks down crying i thought that was yeah. a great end to her character and you know of course she didn't die nobody seemed to die in this series nobody no one wants Tala. to die Tala's a droid that was it no one wants to die, apparently, in that show, except for that one character. I forget what her name was. Tala, but... Tala and Loader Droid. That's who. That's just those two. Yeah. Fuck the droid. Uh, fuck Tala, apparently. Everybody else, though, you're good. Yeah, you're good. Uh, I was going to say was, I felt like the moment that she was trying to hunt down Owen and Luke Skywalker and that, I felt it was kind of pointless until the end. The end was great because it shows that she still has good in her and that she still wants, you know, yeah. justice for the young ladies that were killed by Darth Vader. But I just felt like the whole plan and the whole idea of like, like hunting down Luke Skywalker, that was just boring, pointless, in my opinion. Not, it just didn't go well with the episode. Boring, Cause I was, I was invested. I was definitely interested in what I was seeing. But I will say that it definitely seemed like I needed to know what ex- how, what exactly she was trying to accomplish with this. Obviously, she still wanted to get Darth Vader, but was the plan to capture Luke and then use him as bait for Darth Vader? Darth Vader doesn't even know he has a son at this point. As far as I know, he doesn't know he has a son at this point. No, he- I'm pretty sure he finds out in A New Hope when he fucking meets Luke Skywalker 
or uh, he doesn't five. actually fully know until Empire Strikes Back, sir. Come on now. All right, all right. Well, I, I'm just. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. Well, I think yeah, you're right. For some reason, I just thought that they had interacted in a New Hope, but you're actually right. They don't fucking not once. Not once yet. Just but... in the, just in the trench run, I guess. I was it's funny you kind of mentioned that because I, I was thinking not even like a couple of days ago, you know how like Rego does capture Princess Leia. Yeah, I was just like theorizing like if somehow Darth Vader knew that was his daughter, would he personally would have like tried to convince her to turn to the like dark side or like adopt like take her back and like turn her to dark side or, or would he like also like killed Rava for doing that? For like say you captured my daughter, you did this to her. I'm gonna fucking kill you for doing that. Like if you figured it out. Like that was just a theory I had in my head. Of, like, what if that scenario happened? If he figured out that was his daughter, would he done like these things? That would have well, uh, well, it would have been interesting. But then like you gotta play within the the rules that are already set out. So we already oh, I know. know the we already know with what happens in the with the original trilogy. So making choices yeah. like that are always super iffy because. You don't want to break canon or or make it so jarring of like, well, if he knew this the whole time, why did he do all these things in the original trilogy? Yeah. My my I question definitely don't want to open it up to plot holes and stuff. Yeah. My question is to you, did you think this last episode broke any canon at all? I don't even think the show itself broke any canon. I know that that's been a hot topic with people and everyone wants to say that the Obi-Wan show broke a lot of canon, but I don't see it. I don't, I don't see, see that it broke it. any. Everything I don't makes sense. See it. We get yeah. 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. He's dealing with the guilt, the trauma of what happened with Anakin Skywalker. He's a man who's haunted by his past, by his mistakes, but mainly the past. And it's just like The Last Jedi's character arc for Luke Skywalker dealing with the mistakes from his past. It's virtually the same. Yeah. But in, in this, I don't know, it's hard to say which one was done better because Luke Skywalker's final arc in The Last Jedi was good. But man, did I enjoy seeing Obi-Wan's arc here as well. Uh, yes. Probably was personally, well I'm leaning more Obi-Wan in a personal bias. But yeah. like it's yeah. a, it was a great story to be told with him. And um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I, I just do. I don't see what everyone was whining about. I did not just see a canon. My, there Maybe there was like one or two things, but it didn't break any canon. My opinion that was severe. No, I can't think of anything because even him interacting with Princess Leia makes sense because she knows who Ben Kenobi is. Exactly. Says, ben Kenobi's here and you worked with my father because like she knows that that through the connection of this show and uh, like obviously maybe she didn't need it through the show, but she knew that Bail Organa and Obi-Wan knew each other through the Clone Wars. But this adds more depth to their relationship, relationship having them yeah. interact and having them know one another so that in A New Hope, it's not canon breaking when she says, you're with Ben Kenobi? Like, okay, see, she clearly knows who that person is. Not just exactly. from, not, not, that, that's not just from hearing about him. That's from meeting him. Not that it matters. Not that it matters. Now that we know that they met each other, now that just adds to that line. So it's like, exactly. it's just one of those things where if you want it to break canon or you want to believe that it breaks canon, you're going to believe that. And if you don't want to believe that it breaks canon and you're just trying to enjoy yourself, then you're going to have a good fucking time. But the people that want to ruin it for themselves, then go right fucking ahead. I don't give a fucking shit if you want to not enjoy Star Wars at all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm on that same page, dude. If you don't want to enjoy yourself and ruin it for yourself, 
go right ahead. It's not my problem. Like, unless it's like a huge thing. I don't know. In, unless they introduce like the Joker to the Star Wars universe, then I'd be like, well, this is fucking weird. This doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> but also, in, in, what's the likelihood of that happening? Never. So I'm pretty okay with whatever they give us. It's Star well, Wars and it's for fucking kids. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy my fucking good time. And like, I'm not going to say Obi-Wan Kenobi was fucking perfect. It was far fucking from perfect, but I freaking enjoyed myself, my man. I did too. I honestly did too. Complaining made no fucking sense the entire show. This is the one time where we get to rant about it now that it's over. It's like, fuck everybody that had to fucking bring everybody else's moods down while this show was airing. Exactly. all of you. Actually, before we go too far in the ranting spirits, what did you think of the ending of the episode? Oh, dude. Uh, I'm glad that you brought this up instead of me. I'm the host, but look at you. You're taking yes. control here. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we get our four different endings because there's so many loose ends that we got to like close up. Yes. And so we get our Darth Vader Emperor meeting. We get our Leia and Obi-Wan reuniting and her on Alderaan. Then we yep. get him on Tatooine. Then we get back to Tatooine with Obi-Wan. All right. This is another one. Him meeting Luke Skywalker. This is important because they do know each other before the events of A New Hope. Yes. So they, that makes yes. sense that they would know one another. So that's not canon breaking either. Fuck you. And I did love that final second cameo. He's only there for fucking 10 seconds. But Liam Neeson came back as Qui-Gon Jinn. And that, that was amazing. I mean, you kind of felt like it was going to happen, right? Three Neeson. times throughout the series, he tries yeah. to talk to him. But he couldn't get an answer. And then right at the end, of course, it's right at the end. Because Liam Neeson's like, no, man, I make movies. I don't appear on television. You want me to appear? It's for 10 seconds at the end. Yes, exactly. I, I, part of me kind of know that he eventually had to show up. But I'm so happy that he did at the end of this episode. Honestly, I was like, I had a big smile on my face. I was like, he's back. He came back for just that small moment. I don't care how long it was. It was amazing. It's crazy because I, like the whole time I had this giant smile on my face, but yet I was yeah. crying at the same time. Yeah. I was emotional and yet I was smiling. So I was like perpetuating two different types of emotions on my face throughout the entire episode. Um, I used the Pedro Pascal gif on Twitter of him laughing and crying at the same time. And it's like, that's exactly <laughs> how I felt throughout the whole episode. Yeah. But when I saw Qui-Gon, that was such a big such a big fucking smile on my face. That was the biggest it got. And I was glad they ended it on that note. It's a great way. Like we'd already, I mean, it's kind of just there to further show that Obi-Wan has grown throughout this limited series. Yeah. Like we, it's not, I wouldn't say it's completely needed. I mean, it definitely is to give some payoff to him trying to talk to Qui-Gon before in the series. Right. But for what it shows him, moving on moving forward with his life and now it's he's reached a place of peace yes and now and he yes. can interact with Qui-Gon and that's just a, a, a great way to show it and bring back one of one, one, one a Star Wars legend like what do you think man I I have said I'm glad like I said that you kind of said they brought you know peace to him and his whole journey was about finding that peace right mm-hmm for the longest time and that yeah i just i'm happy that uh star wars legend came back it was just it just it just made me happy to know that you know he's still around 
at least somewhat in the sense, right? Even though it like, exists yeah. for those 10 seconds, which I wonder, like, because the way the ending is set up, it kind of also, like, it sets up to be also just a, a standalone show, like, just for that one season, but it also kind of leaves a door really open yeah. for a second season, which I kind of hope they don't do a second season, in my honesty. I think they yeah. should just leave it at this. I guess it'll just depend. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I know, did say yesterday that it would depend on fan engagement and whether or not the fans are clamoring for it. And mm. I think, I, I, I honestly do think if the entire cast is down to do it, maybe if De uh, Deborah Chow could think of another good story for Obi-Wan, then yeah. But I think it, it has to be a worthy story. I, uh, but I, I know that with the way sequels go, it's not just about a worthy story. Sometimes it's just, just about getting those clicks, those, that fan reaction, the money. Yeah. Sometimes that's yeah. all what it's about. At the end of it, yeah. really is. But I'm with you. Just leave it as one season. Yeah. And, I, it ended nicely enough to have it like that. Mm -hmm. It leaves it so. open in case you want to maybe an Obi-Wan movie, a quick two-hour adventure that you know, he could leave Tatooine and just do a random thing. Something that something that's maybe not too important. If there's some yeah. worthy character arc that needs to be further done with Obi-Wan. But I feel like with the way this ends, this sets him up perfectly to go into a new hope. So it does. It does. I there's agree. No, there's no point. There's no point to, <laughs> yeah. to continue it. It would be needless. It'd be unnecessary. I agree. It's uh, like I said, I just ended it. Ended it nicely enough to mm. leave it open but i really hope they don't yeah I really but don't. if they make it we'll be back we'll be talking about it so Definitely. as we Definitely. wrap up our final episode of of our kenobi talk um just give me your overall score at a 10 for the Obi one kenobi show my man seven and a half it's seven good but there's there are flaws it was good yeah i'd say seven seven and a half is where I, I was leaning in that area as well. I was leaning more of a seven. So I'll go seven. Yeah. Because you got the seven and a half. So the banter booth's aggregate score is 7.25. There it is. <laughs> and and oh, that's yeah. a worthy score. You know, it's a far from perfect show. It got dark at times. Like, I, and I don't mean dark as in like, like haunting and stuff. No, I mean dark as in it was hard to see. <laughs> i can't was, see them too fighting what's going on there <laughs> it was like game of thrones season eight the long night all over again what, what can you see what's happening is there a dragon in the sky i can't tell is that, is that a zombie i can't tell either shit i don't know what's going on <laughs> no right, another brother. movie oh yeah yeah oh no you tell me what were you about to say man i, won't cut I was you gonna off. say no another movie that was really bad for lighting was uh aliens versus predator requiem can't see shit in that movie. That's the second one, right? Requiem? Yeah. Makes sense. Shitty line if you were talking about that. That was horrible. You can't see shit. <laughs> I find it's it's weird how often, this is so off topic, but uh, it's weird how often Alien versus Predator will get quoted because everyone uses that tagline. No matter who wins, we lose. That is a very common tagline, right? People do use that saying a lot. I see it all the time, and every time I see it, I always... We just had an election here, right, in Ontario, uh, and 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 I I've always I found so many people on social media constantly using that tag, and I I would always I would always oh, think of Alien God. versus Predator whenever I saw that, and I thought that was oh, great. God. Um, 
So a nice little shout out to Alien versus Predator Requiem <laughs> right at the end there. Uh, thank you all for listening, Bryant. I, I do appreciate you coming on, and we're gonna keep doing this. We're gonna start. We're gonna think of another idea. Come back and uh, oh, reunite, yeah. and maybe we'll talk a movie a week, or we'll find another TV show. I know Andor doesn't start until August, so next oh, time yeah, we'll do yeah. a Star Wars talk won't be till then. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. I but can until go then, too. we do have some some cool ideas that will be revealed the next time you and I meet up. So thank you so much for doing this, my man. You're welcome. I am glad I got this opportunity to do it with you. And uh, yeah, we'll come up with some ideas for the next uh, next show. Hell yeah. Love you, bro. Thank you for being on here again. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for checking out the Banter Booth this week. You can follow me at Zach Crawford 3 on Twitter and at the Banter Booth Podcast on Instagram. You can follow Brian at BryantGreen68 on Instagram. That's right. I got it memorized, people. Don't doubt me. I got this. (laughs) All right. Thanks for checking us out this week. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.